I'm Dylan Thuris, and this is Atlas Obscura, <laughs> a celebration, oh my god. Welcome to the tank. Let me try that again. I'm Dylan Thuris, and this is Atlas Obscura. Today, we're going inside the tank, an industrial water tank turned concert hall in the high desert of Colorado. To those who know it well, the tank is nothing less than a sonic wonder of the world. We'll meet a man who has dedicated the last 45 years of his life to the tank, after he first found out about it through what some might call an abduction. This big muddy truck pulled up with two beefy uh, roughnecks in it saying, are you that sound guy? And here I have microphones all over me. What am I going to say? No? Yes. Get in. Okay, I got in. (laughs) More after this. If you're looking for a place where the wide open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself, you might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites, along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies West. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has arrived in IMAX. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Rangeley, Colorado is a small town. It's home to about 2,400 people, and it's not in the snowy peaks and ski resorts part of Colorado. Rangeley is out in the desert, surrounded by rocky canyons and cattle ranches and the Rangeley oil field drilling operation. Perched on a hill above the town, there's this huge rusted metal water tank. The tank is enormous. It's seven stories tall and about 40 feet in diameter. It's got a kind of cone shape on the top. It was originally built around 1940 and was part of a railroad's water treatment facility. In the mid-1960s, it was moved to Rangeley to store water for fighting fires. But there was an oversight. The hill the tank was set up on couldn't support the weight of the tank filled with actual water. This enormous industrial vessel sat there empty, abandoned, and without a purpose. Until 1976. My name is Bruce Odland, and I'm a sound artist and a composer. And I'm somebody who listens before they look. Well, first off, thanks for taking the time to do this, Bruce. I really, really appreciate it. You're totally welcome. I mean, anytime I get a chance to enhance people's ears and they can listen to something special, I'm all for it. 
Bruce has been enhancing people's ears with his art since the 1970s. There was no real such thing as sound artists at the time, but there was this goofy guy with microphones hanging around him thinking he could describe the world to people and, uh, by the sounds of how they lived. In 1976, Bruce was traveling with a group of about 60 other artists working on a project called the Colorado Chautauqua Tour. Bruce visited 18 towns all across Colorado, recording their local sounds and putting them together in sonic collages. So by the time we got to Rangeley, the last stop on the tour, I was like recording everything. And I thought, yes, I'm going to make an oil landscape here. Squeaky oil pumps, derricks, uh, drill rigs, trucks going by and make a collage of all this stuff and play it back like I did in all the other towns to give a sort of like a sonic impression of where you live, but hear it like music, hear it like rhythm, hear it like something that means something instead of just noise. Okay. So I was out there with all this stuff hanging on me and this big muddy truck pulled up with two beefy uh, roughnecks in it saying, are you that sound guy? And here I have microphones all over me. What am I going to say? No. Yes. Get in. Okay. I got in. <laughs> and it wasn't that long before I was thinking, oops, because they gave me what, what's called the ride. I didn't know what this meant, but it means going vertically up the side of these dirt hills in a four-wheel truck and seeing if you can frighten the bejesus out of the person that you're giving the ride to. I was thinking, down, 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 down. This is a bad idea. <laughs> this is the end of Bruce, right? <laughs> the Roughnecks drove Bruce all the way up into the hills above Rangeley. Because there, sitting on the hilltop, was that old, empty water tank. We pulled up to this Jules Verne capsule, um, and they said, uh, get in. And I was thinking, oh, yeah, this is it, really. It was dark in there. I had to climb through an 18-inch portal to get inside, and I was thinking, now's the time I throw my wallet out. <laughs> <laughs> Last chance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, they, I got in there, and they banged on the side of the thing with two-by-fours and threw rocks at it, and it was like this shower of alarming frequencies in your head it rolls around, and your eyes roll around like, a, like one of those... Uh, Tom and Jerry cartoons when he gets hit with the board, you know, blah, blah, blah. and um, after they stopped doing that, the sound kept going for a long, long time and turned into something beautiful. And I was like, whoa, whoa, I've never heard this. For all the intimidation, these guys weren't there to kill Bruce Odland. They just wanted the sound nerd to hear this place. And it was extraordinary. It was just like heaven. Went back that same night, been coming back ever since. Bruce learned that for years, long before he'd ever set foot in Rangeley, the tank had been a gathering place for locals. Some had hung out there to drink beer, smash bottles, and paint graffiti. But there were also locals who appreciated the acoustic properties of the tank. For them... The tank was special, almost sacred. There was this thing called the Order of the Tank for a while where poverty-struck musicians would each chip in 25 bucks a year to paint out the satanic symbols and, and keep the insurance going, right? 
Throughout the 80s, 90s, and into the 2000s, the Order kept the tank clean and used it as a kind of secret underground recording space. Eventually, Bruce moved to New York, but he still made frequent trips to Rangeley to record albums in the tank. Then, in 2013, the owner of the tank came to the Order with some troubling news. He said, I got, a, I got an offer to sell it for a scrap. And I tried to get a tanksters together for one last hurrah. And a friend of mine says, I will not go to a funeral. Have you ever heard anything that sounds better than this place? I said, no. So, so we got we to gotta save it. Bruce and the tanksters put together a new group called Friends of the Tank, including Rangeley residents and local businesses. They launched a Kickstarter campaign, collected over $46,000 in donations, and eventually they were able to outbid the scrapper. The tank was officially theirs. They installed electricity, ventilation, lighting. Volunteers from the Rangeley community pitched in to build an access road and a parking lot. A welder from a nearby pipeline company came in to cut a proper door into the side of the tank. It's been a marvelous experience in people who don't agree about any hot-button topics of the day um, doing something powerful together. In 2015, the tank opened under its new name, the Center for Sonic Arts. For the grand opening, musicians and other visitors from all over Colorado came to Rangeley for a weekend of jam sessions, workshops, and free concerts. By 2017, the buzz about the tank had spread from coast to coast. There were articles in The New Yorker and The Los Angeles Times. Artists from all over were flocking to Rangeley to record and perform in the tank. For Bruce Odland, it's been more than 40 years since he was first abducted by those roughnecks and brought to the tank for the very first time. Today, he's an internationally known sound artist and the chair of the Center for Sonic Arts. What do you think, um, what do you hope the future of the tank is sort of going forward? Well, I hope the future contains the very basic and wonderful experience of people just going in and having their ears opened. We're such a visual culture, and I'm curious about, you know, how you think about what, what our ears have to offer that our eyes just aren't able to give us, or, or at least, you know, our ears can give us in a really different way. Well, I would say in four words, the eyes acquire, the ears connect. You know, you look and you can see a, a forest as bored feet of lumber, but your ears hear a forest. Your ears hear all the animals living in the forest and the birds and the streams and everything. And I think that connective brain is suffering in our culture Basically, we've become professional non-listeners in order to survive in the environments we've built, which are out of scale with our senses. I've thought about this a lot since I first spoke with Bruce. His idea that so many of our towns and cities are so constantly loud that we've stopped listening to the world. And that a place like the tank could help us get back in touch with the beautiful act of listening. Beauty comes in strange packages, and such is the tank. It's an industrial accident that just happened to be there. It has a railroad logo on the side, and there's no railroad. It has a, a power generating station across the way that 
has no power. So it stands there ready for us to listen. Now we're going to give you a chance to listen. This is Mary Lattimore. I invited her to play her incredible harp in the tank. It is a improv performance and a real treat. Sit back and listen to the tank. This podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Docs. Thank you to Bruce Odland for taking the time to talk with me and telling me the story of the tank. And thank you to the incredible musician, Mary Lattimore. Her new album, Silver Ladders, is available now. Finally, special thanks to Maddie Weinberg for her incredible work on this story. Our production team includes Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka, Camille Stanley, Sarah Wyman, Manolo Morales, Chilenya Onike, Maddie Weinberg, Camille Mojica, Tracy Samuelson, John Delore, Peter Clowney. Our technical director is Casey Holford. Our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. This episode was mixed by Luce Fleming. And I'm Dylan Thuris, wishing you all the wonder in the world. I'll see you next time. Witness Docs from Stitcher. The world isn't wide enough for those with an insatiable desire for discovery. The all-new 2024 Lincoln Nautilus Hybrid SUV offers the power and freedom to explore further and deeper than ever before. Intuitive, smart features ensure they are always connected to the road ahead. Inside, a thoughtfully designed cabin immerses you in a universe that is all your own. The larger-than-life panoramic display spans the entire width of the cabin. It's customizable and interactive. Drivers can even personalize their backgrounds with a series of nature-inspired themes. This vehicle signals the arrival of an exciting new chapter for Lincoln. Discover more about the 2024 Lincoln Nautilus at Lincoln.com. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle. 
because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the bacon cheese slider, 1921 bacon cheese slider, or chicken bacon ranch slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 bacon bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave.